Have you ever bought jewelry for someone? Yes. What did you buy? A necklace. How did it go? Pretty well. How'd you pick it out? I just, I know my wife's style. Okay. Did you buy her an engagement ring? I certainly did. How did that go? It went very well. How did you, how did you, did you pick it with the same, you knew her style? Uh, she chose it. She chose it? Yeah. What led to her choosing it? We've been dating for a long time, and it was time to move on. Okay. The question is, have you ever received jewelry from someone as a gift? Jewelry? Yes. For Secret Santa back home. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought of that. Yeah, it was like a charm bracelet, I think. Did you like it? Yes. Did you wear it? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) And then you stopped. And then I stopped, yeah. My grandma, every year, she always sends us stuff with like our names on it too so i, I have everything <laughs> with my name on it so okay. when in doubt yeah. i've never gotten anything from a guy uh, i gave a guy <laughs> a, a bracelet really but it wasn't like a girly thing it was like a really cool thing from uh east village it was okay. a really cool it was like a you know it was super manly was it cool. success a successful gift yeah okay good. oh yeah you've <laughs> never given any no i haven't yeah i don't know Jewelry is a hard thing to give yeah. guys. Yeah. It's like a big risk, you know. <laughs> would you feel Would you feel nervous if a guy wanted to give you jewelry? Yeah. Would it depends. I don't know. Jewelry seems like a like a yeah, two year relationship yeah, thing, you know. Either. But if yeah. I got a ring from a guy, I'd be like, Yo, this is, this is too. We're too deep right now. This is too much. Change clothes and go. podcast where we share the tips, tricks, and shortcuts to the lady stuff you always wanted to know but didn't want to have to ask. I'm Megan Collins of Style Girlfriend. It's the holiday season, guys, and for some of you that means presents under the tree, maybe engagements under the mistletoe, uh, maybe at least some gifts of jewelry. That's why today I'm talking to jewelry designer Bliss Lau about the ins and outs of buying jewelry. From that very special don't fuck it up engagement ring to more fun or sentimental gifts like bracelets, necklaces, earrings. This is simultaneously the the most ridiculous and impressive street cred uh, statement, but I do want you to know that Beyonce gets all of her body chains from Lau, and if you don't know what that means, that's fine. We'll talk about it. Um, But that's just how you know that this uh, Hawaiian-born jeweler is legit. Today's episode is sponsored by Aptiv, the on-demand audio fitness app that combines the guidance of a trainer with the perfect playlist to give you a fresh way to work out. And now, my conversation and crash course in jewelry shopping with Bliss Lau. My first question, which is the obvious one, is how did you get into jewelry design? Yeah, I didn't necessarily mean to get into jewelry design. It was more like... I studied women's apparel and I used to, I had a teacher once and she said to me, you over-design everything. There's too many seams on everything. And I was obsessed with lines. And so I ended up creating this concept around body chains where it was dressing, just drawing the lines of the seam lines of clothing and taking away the fabric. And so I ended up making jewelry by virtue of the fact of the way that I think and the way I like to design. And it ends up being like very sexy, you know, and I have a whole collection of body chains that you wear underneath your clothes because the idea is as a woman, you want to wear it for yourself and not necessarily for anyone else. And it's this sort of sensual thing where you know you have this chain on and not everybody else does. So that was sort of where everything started. It was fun. Oh my gosh. And then 
did you immediately jump into jewelry design from there or you did still start in apparel when you got out of school? No, I, I started in handbags and ended up making the chains eventually um, and then making body chains. And um, my husband proposed to me with a sketchbook a few years after I started making body chains. And I had designed like one or two rings and I ended up designing my own wedding ring. And it just kind of exploded into everybody wanting one of my rings and something similar. And so now I mostly do like tons of custom fine jewelry because of that. Wait, did you say your husband proposed to you with a sketchbook? Like yeah. he went just like flipped open to the page of a ring that you had designed and was like, do you want to make that for yourself? <laughs> You're funny. I never would think that. Um, no, like as in, because I'm a diehard fashion person as you are as well. So obviously, what? where did you go at one point in your life to the McQueen show at the Met? And I had gone, of course, immediately. And then he wanted to go with me. And it was a few days before it was about to close. And remember those lines where yes, they, were they were like crazy. all the way down the street. And the only way you could skip them was if you bought a membership to the Met. So he bought me a membership to the Met. And we like flew in, got like squeezed like sardines in the McQueen show. He wanted to propose to me in it, which I'm kind of glad he didn't. And then he went and pulled out this custom made sketchbook. He had like a handmade leather bound sketchbook and he gave it to me. And um, said, here, you, you can use it to sketch your concept for your ring. So it kind of was. Yeah. It kind of was like, yeah. make your own ring, but then I'll then Totally. I'll it. Yeah, oh, make it I yourself, but I'll that. pay for it. It was great. I feel like that's actually the perfect way to propose to a jewelry designer. Because what is he going to be able to get you that you can't make better Nothing. for yourself? Nothing. It would have been super killer for him to try and figure it out. Something vintage, maybe. Sure. Yeah, that's always good. Um, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about the Alexander McQueen show at the Met that was... How, how long ago now? I guess you would I know. remember when it was. Oh, my gosh. 2010 was when I yeah, got engaged. So, yeah, it was 2010. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was huge. It was so popular. There was It was the cronut of its day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so cool. So the jewelry is something that, I mean, you were trained for design, but it wasn't necessarily like you were a kid growing up, like, sketching tiaras, saying, like, this is me someday. No, I wasn't. I wasn't that kid at all. I was, like, running around getting dirty. But... (laughs) Yeah, I think that um, once you know the, I mean, design is something that is really, it's just a question of like asking yourself if you see something in the world and you want to make it better. And that's, that can be applied to anything. Obviously, that's you as well. This is why you're doing this. And so I think once you know the formula of how to think about finding an inspiration and translating it through your own perspective and making something and creating something that way, you can make anything. So I could design jewelry. I've designed handbags. Clothing, Although I'm picturing your handbags you know. now as just like, like just like a plastic baggie, but just for the like the yeah. sheer purpose of you being able to design a really beautiful chain, and it's like, oh right, I did throw a bag too. on it. <laughs> that a lot of bags look like that actually. They're like elaborate chain designs. The the bag is the yeah. afterthought. <laughs> um, but that's so interesting, and I love mm-hmm. that perspective, and that's something I definitely want to ask you about because I think, mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that both men and women alike can feel intimidated walking into a place like the Met and feeling like, I don't know how to comment on this art that I'm seeing on the wall or this, mm-hmm. you know, this dress that is, I can tell there was a lot of craftsmanship and whatever it is that was put into it, but I don't, I don't have the language to be able to speak to why it's beautiful or why it affects me or why it moves me or what I like about it or what I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. And so when men are out there thinking about buying something or creating some custom piece of jewelry for their significant other, I think that a lot of them end up feeling like they come up short because they're not going to be able to walk into a designer and say, this is the feeling I want to convey, or this is the type of jewelry that Mm -hmm. I like, or that I think she likes. 
So how can a guy work with someone like you to create something that he feels good about if he's not someone who is steeped in the language of, of design? Um, I think that there's, there's a couple of different ways that I've found workarounds in order to get a sense for what they want. Because I think the first question is, what is she like? You know, what does she want? A lot of guys, they, they kind of don't know, they do know, but they're a little freaked out even by trying to answer that question for themselves. So I think the best thing to do is to do a few tests and see, like, what do you think she's going to like? So most jewelry designers, including myself, have like a lower collection that is under $1,000. So you can kind of test it out. And I've had a couple of my grooms who are really brilliant um, do a little bit of a thought experiment. So every week they'll buy like one of my every grooms. Week. Every Good week grooms. for eight weeks, he bought a different piece of jewelry Whoa. for his girlfriend. And of course, by the end of it, she didn't think she was ever going to get proposed. Yeah, yeah, I feel like by like number genius. seven, I'd be like, oh, another necklace, thanks. I know, it's hilarious. Um, and a little bit of backfire there. I think that what worked out for him, because he had like no idea what he thought she would want, was even just buying a couple of pieces from different designers, and then you have a reason to look on the Instagram together, and then you can kind of get a sense for what she likes and what she wants, and I always think that's good. But otherwise, I can design something for somebody if you just tell me like a few things about yourself, who your favorite artists are, artists any kind of artist. Yeah, it could be a musician. I mean, I can inspire something based on sound, absolutely. I what does she wear? What scent does she wear? I mean, it's very, very fun to look into the lives of a person and create something based on that. Um, it's one of my favorite things about being a designer. And uh, it just takes a few, like everybody knows the essence of the people that they're with. So I think if you know how to describe the person you love, then we can create a piece for you. And do you feel like, I mean, the the point really is that that's where you come in. Of course, they can Mm -hmm. convey her essence, but yeah, he doesn't necessarily know what that essence looks like in a engagement ring. And he doesn't need to, because that's what what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's so important. I mean, to what you just said, the idea of, what kind of clothes does she wear? What kind of perfume does she wear? Is it something really classic or is it something really sexy and modern? Like that informs a lot. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So guys shouldn't feel like they have to walk into a jeweler and say, here's 10 engagement rings that I some you know, pulled off her Pinterest page or something. Although I guess that would help too. Yeah. If she has a Pinterest page, obviously she's, she's done the work for you. Pinterest page. <laughs> <laughs> or you can stalk her Instagram. Yeah. Um, that always works. Yeah. But there's a lot of different, I think there's a different kinds of women that want different types of things. Some, some people want to be as subtle as possible. Some people want something totally different and new and out there and space age. You know, I had a client recently who asked me to design a ring based on their favorite robot. And That's they amazing. had like that they had bought this robot made of found objects. And so I made a piece based on the robot and it was wonderful we will can we get a picture of that and put it in the link <laughs> yeah the robot ring totally okay you guys be on the lookout in the links for the for the robot ring I that's amazing those guys. yeah so I think that's actually really encouraging because again as someone who admittedly doesn't know a lot about jewelry I don't wear a lot of jewelry mm-hmm. I could see it being intimidating and it would almost encourage me to be like I'm just gonna buy something off off the rack as yeah. it were yeah um what would you say to that guy? I mean, do you think that that is quote unquote safe bet or do you think that it's worth it to kind of go the extra mile and, and try to do something that feels special, feels unique? I think that if there's a couple things you can do, um, if you don't know, 
and uh, buying something off the rack is always risky. It's just as risky. I mean, ultimately, taste is something you'll never really know. But a necklace is something that just about every woman will love, if unless she's like very anti-necklace, um, which I don't know any woman that is. <laughs> but I think if you're not sure for any kind of thing, necklaces, and if she has earrings, those are, I think, pretty easy. Oh, see, earrings, I don't know, because, like, for me, like, I only really wear studs, and so if somebody came and was like, here's these chandelier earrings, I'd be like, you don't know me at all. Yeah, you break up with that guy, because that means he never looked at you, he never asked himself about you, he didn't look at you every single day and see you, then you would, I feel like that would be, inform you that you're not with the right person. Do you ever turn clients down because you're like, I don't think this is going to work out? You can't tell me anything about your supposed love. Usually that's, like, a moment where the client comes and he actually sort of crumples because he realizes he doesn't know oh my gosh which is actually really sad for me because I don't mean to I would never mean to have that happen but if you sit down with me and I ask you all these questions and you don't know the answer to someone you're going to propose to you have to go back and ask yourself a few questions (gasps) so it's happened where someone's like um I'm just oh I have a phone call I gotta and then they just never come back yeah like almost in tears I've had that happen it was terrible I've I'll, I'll never forget it. But I mean, that's extremely rare. You know, in years I've had that happen maybe one time. Oh my God. But again, better they figure it out yeah. then before they're, you know, popping that box Exploratory open. process right there. So I, th- I think what's great is that it does sound like there's a vast array of sort of information and knowledge that a guy can gather that has literally nothing to do with what she wears around her neck, what she wears on her ears, what she wears on her hands. It can be as wide ranging as here's the type of books she likes, or here's the type of music she likes. And that can help you as a designer. And I would imagine that there's also sort of a range, right? You can do something totally custom, or can you, you know, could he come in and say, I like something, but can we do it with this kind of stone, or can we do it with this kind of metal? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's most of what happens. But basically, I do mostly engagement. So the first question is, what is the center stone going to be? Is she a diamond girl? Does she hate diamonds? Does she love black diamonds? Does she want a sapphire? And so that's pretty much, we'll I mean, it's 2016. That like, that's kind of standard now, right? Like, to not assume it's going to be a diamond. Yeah. I think if you're coming to me, like, a girl who wants a diamond will totally come to me. But a lot of people who don't want diamonds come to me, too. So I have I have 50-50. But so it's always just, worth the yeah. question up front now. It's not an assumption that it's just going to be a clear cut. Like, it's... Definitely a diamond. I think that she would tell you. Okay. You would know for sure. But usually what happens is we'll start with the stone and then we can find the perfect stone that he likes because I think that is really important because you want to give her something that you really, really enjoy. And so maybe the story around the stone or a custom stone cut or something about it is special. And if you really have no idea what she wants, we can put the ring, we can put the stone on like a, just a placeholder that's her size propose come back and then we design something for her oh. and we usually just you know refund the cost of whatever that is um, I definitely when you first started saying that I pictured like a like a placeholder stone like just like a skittle or something you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like this really isn't it but oh god okay so something with a stone but the band can be changed yeah. out or the setting can be changed yeah out. okay that is the safest way to go always is that more and more people are doing that yeah sure I have some people coming in this week that did that and then she gets to do exactly what she wants but that's a certain kind of girl not every girl wants that some girls just want to get it and just be done and be happy yeah some girls just want to get it that's 
says a little too much about the engagement <laughs> process, I think, in and of itself. That's um, true. But I agree with that. I mm-hmm. think that's really true. You guys know that here at Style Girlfriend, we're big fans of fitness. After all, when you look good, you feel good. Or is it the other way around? Anyways, the point is that that is why there's Aptive. This new kind of fitness app delivers the personal trainer experience straight to your earbuds by syncing the motivational guidance of a real life trainer with the perfect playlist to bring you an elevated on-demand audio fitness experience. Meaning you can access professionally guided workouts anytime, anywhere. I know there's an app for everything these days, but Aptive is truly working to redefine the way people work out through audio. Think of them like Netflix for fitness. You get unlimited access to hundreds of workouts from strength training to outdoor running to treadmill workouts, even race training as in 5k, 10k, half marathon, full marathon with classes for all different levels across each of these categories. Guys, this is great for those who travel a lot and don't want to figure out where the hotel gym is every time you're in a new city, or if you're just stuck in a workout rut and don't want to look stupid at a studio fitness class. Trust me, I've been there. I recently started using Aptive and have been loving the treadmill workouts and the strength workouts. Just this morning, I fired up a full body workout with trainer Jessica Munster set to a very solid 80s rock playlist. I don't know what they did, guys, but the company has worked out some sort of Pandora-esque deal that is just, I don't know, it's magical. You are actually listening to real, new, current music. None of that, you know, generic music that you get with so many uh, workouts. And like I said, you can get unlimited access to all classes. It's just $9.99 a month or $49.99 a year. Or try three months for just $24.99. They also offer a money-back guarantee within seven days, no questions asked, so you're covered. And get this. We've got a special offer just for Undressed listeners. You can get a 30-day trial when you sign up for a monthly subscription at Aptiv.com. That's A-A-P-T-I-V.com. All you have to do is enter the promo code STYLEGIRLFRIEND at checkout and your first 30 days are on us. Now, back to my interview with Bliss Lyle. When you talk about stones, can you talk a little bit more about that? I, I mean, guys know birthstones, right? But mm-hmm. is that something that you feel tied to? Like, is it like she was born in April? So it's a, actually, I think April is a diamond. But like, mm-hmm. is that something that comes up or is it more just the idea of the color or like, what is it that draws you to a certain stone for a certain person? I I prefer, I love sapphires. I think like, the fact that, you know, you can get a yellow, a blue, a green, a purple, like a clear, just the fact that sapphires come in every color oh, clear is sapphire? super fascinating. Yeah. So does it look like a diamond? It looks like a less sparkly diamond, actually. So oh. it's not the best, but it's yes. still sparkly. <laughs> Maybe don't yeah. go the clear So sapphire. it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of like a different thing. But um, I love sapphires and they're sparkle and they're beautiful and they have tonality to them. So my favorite, those are one of my favorites, but they're all beautiful. You know, I made a beautiful emerald ring the other day. It was like wow, it just pops, it just hits you. But I think every stone has its own, you know, light refraction and feeling and um, everybody loves a different thing. But Do you get at all into like the ideas behind the stones or is that too hippy dippy for you? I do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I say the word hippy dippy in every podcast that we do. It comes eventually. <laughs> and it's always on a spectrum. How hippy dippy 
we're all a little bit hippie. I mean, yeah, I mean, we we use recycled metal most of the time whenever we're able to. So there's a, I mean, there's a lot of components. I think that like being ethical is just part of how you have to be. It's not even a question. So it's not something I necessarily use in marketing because it's just what I do for myself mm-hmm. in terms of how we do our sourcing. But yeah. that's also something that's normally important to people too. I love that. I um I agree with you. I feel like again speaking to the idea of sort of it being 2016 what's the what's become the norm I feel yeah. like having it be ethically sourced is so important that's totally the norm absolutely I um <laughs> I was telling the girls before um you came today that I have a friend whose husband now husband uh whose name is Jared literally went to Jared no for their ring he had to I (laughs) they live in Wisconsin well they did live in Wisconsin I don't know I mean I would love to talk to you a little bit we got into this but to really dig into the idea of going custom versus again going somewhere where you're kind of just picking something up off a shelf um I think a lot of people get thrown off by the idea that custom is going to be so much more expensive so can Mm -hmm. you speak to how a guy with a budget can still go the custom route like what are the shortcuts as it were, or the, you know, where can he sort of save and and cut off from his price and still go custom? Well, everything ultimately is custom because you're going to choose the semi mount, which is the ring. And then you're going to choose the stone that goes on it. So by virtue of that, every stone, if you buy something natural is always different, no matter, even if you buy something that's not natural, it's always different because they're all hand cut. So you will get a custom piece and you don't have to spend a lot. And that's sort of where, I have rings that range from 2000 to 40,000, right? So I want everyone to be able to have a good ring. It's like, just because you don't have a huge budget doesn't mean you shouldn't. And I wouldn't want anyone to think that because they bought something that was a standard design or off the shelf, that it was less than something else. And that goes back to why one of the reasons I like using sapphires, because they, you always get this sort of one of a kind thing because they grow and they're always different. But um, there's custom and customized are actually two very different things. And if you get any any setting that you see that doesn't have diamonds on it, you could put little tiny diamonds all over it. You could put two diamonds on either side, symbolizing like a number that's important to you. And I think stuff like that, I think, is really beautiful. Um, and it isn't super expensive to add a couple of little diamonds here and there. And so you can keep your three or four thousand dollar budget, but still get something totally special and one of a kind just because it's what you chose or even just one of the things I love actually which is what we do for men's pieces is we put diamonds sometimes on the inside symbolizing different elements of him and oftentimes those those stones are symbolic because they're so small and so that's where like what the stone means comes into play and that's wonderful too it's sort of like what we say to our our audience about buying a suit is you always want to budget in the cost of tailoring because to make a suit look really amazing I agree even an off-the-rack suit you have to budget in to have it taken into the waist, have it, you know, shortened oh, the pants, like the legs. So anything where you can say, yes, I'm going to spend X amount on buying the ring and then X more to customize. Mm-hmm. I think if you can look at that as your complete budget, then absolutely, I agree. You can get something amazing. Yeah, for sure. And that's so true about the difference between custom and customization. I think that that's something that probably not enough people understand. Definitely. Versus one of a kind, which is a whole different world, but yeah. really fun too. Um now I'm really nervous that my friend listens to this podcast. So Katie, your ring is beautiful. <laughs> Jared did a great job. Jared is famous for a reason. Oh my God. I, it was just too ironic. She like, I remember when she told me and she's, I was like, Oh, like, did you guys go shopping? She's like, Oh, 
he went to Jared. <laughs> I still can't get over that. That was like five years ago. Um, you were talking about men's wedding bands. What's a good size, a good metal, um, a good price for, for a men's wedding band? Because I can't even tell you. My brother-in-law has lost his wedding band like four times. I was just going to say that. I've had a few people lose their wedding bands. You can get a really great titanium wedding band for like $200. And just that like a bushel of them in your yeah. nightside table. Just, Absolutely. Oh, it's a new day. It's my Tuesday band. You don't even really need to buy them. You can just keep buying them. There's like a million websites that you can just like order one of those for that guy that loses it. Um, but I don't know, size and design or like or most size, like width, I guess they say the standard is six millimeters, but like that's old world standards, you know, oh, like that. I feel I like I don't know what that means. That, like old, like Italian men. No, off the like boat. I feel like that was like our Animal parents' generation when there were rules to things. Cause the rules are all gone now. Right. But um, I, I like four and a half millimeters wide. So if that's very thinner. specific, but yeah, I like yeah, something I mean, thinner. It's very, I think it's sexy and masculine, even on a man with a big hand. Between a silver and a gold, is do you have like if a guy comes in and is like literally says I'm in your hands, what do you what do you like? I think it's a skin color question. Interesting. If you're really pinky and peach, you might not want white because it'll make it glow a little bit more. You might want gold. Um, okay. You know, if you're really dark, you might like a gold too, or if you might like a white. So it depends. And there's all these innovative new formulations in metal that are different that didn't exist before. So they like the way that they make and mix formulas of white gold is a little bit brighter than it was, you know, 20 years ago. And there's, you know, you can get titanium, which is kind of dark. And I've even met people with steel rings, which like went through a rust phase and then you could wear them again. I don't know what I think about that, but there's so many options. You guys can't see my face right now, but it wasn't good. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like that. It's that a commitment seems... to materials yeah. right there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> wow. But we like palladium white gold and yellow gold. And that doesn't like dent or... Everything dents a little bit. It's soft. But platinum's really heavy, so it sounds like sexy to have a platinum ring, but like if you're a dude and you're not used to wearing rings, like that's really... It's like it weighs your hand down, and yeah. it's kind of like... Which, yeah, no guy's difficult. used to wearing a ring at first, so if you yeah. make it extra obnoxious to him, that's going to be that much harder to get no, used to. No, he won't imagine. wear it, Yeah. And then it's going to be a fight. Why aren't you wearing your ring? Oh, I don't even want to think about that. Well, like in Japan, culturally, men don't wear wedding rings. So there's like I so many different cultures. Prince doesn't wear a wedding yeah. ring. And I feel like there must be so many guys out there being like, if Kate Middleton is fine with William not wearing a ring, why yeah. can't I go on my business trip? And she's <laughs> the reason why, because, you know, Princess Di, she has Princess Di's ring and mm-hmm. she has that blue sapphire. And that's where I think the sapphire trend really started popping because of that she's also why i wore two white bridesmaids dresses at weddings the year after she got married oh because she brought that back in too with the white mm-hmm. prize yeah, she's quite the trendsetter mm-hmm. go kate um is there anything and you might not want to go negative here but is there anything that you're just so over for jewelry um i'm allergic to the halo in general i don't do it i don't believe in it um, I will talk you out of it very fast. Is. It's like the standard, like a diamond with like a halo of like, it's a halo, you know, like a surrounded by diamonds. Like that is just so, so not 
what I do. It's about, it's because it's about like spatial experience, visual experience, looking at something from all different angles. It's not about like visual manipulation in terms of manipulating the eye to see something like a bigger diamond, which is in, in essence what a halo is for a jeweler. Like I am not about trying to make something seem bigger than it is. I'm trying to celebrate what it is. So in terms of visual manipulation, like I'll play with two rings looking like one ring and that kind of thing, like stylistic manipulation, but I find it to be sort of like this, it's sort of like marketing in a gross way. I feel like that about the settings that set the di- like the stone so high mm, yeah. that it is supposed to just look bigger, but really it's just like a sliver of a diamond that's just an inch off your finger. Yeah, yeah, totally. Although I like doing that sometimes just for fun, like putting, like, but it's like a very obvious, like noisy joke kind of piece, but yeah, it's (laughs) fun. I don't think that's what women want though. I don't think they're going for joke with their engagement. (laughs) No, that's like not an engagement design (laughs) concept. It's more like just a fashion body jewelry thing. Uh, speaking of body jewelry, we introduced you by saying that you're Beyonce's favorite. Um, oh, did you? That's body awesome. chain designer. Explain what a body chain is for those who don't know. You talked a little bit about the idea of jewelry under your clothes. Can you speak to sort of the what a body chain is? I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a piece of chain jewelry that you wear around your body that is essentially like a piece of clothing. Um, we even size them, so size small, medium, large. No matter what size you are, we'll make it for you. Um, I think it's actually like it's it's like the idea of what a body chain is kind of challenges what like the vernacular of jewelry is and it's kind of brought in a whole new category of jewelry which is really fun but it turns jewelry into clothing which is what I like about it and I like what you said before too it's like it's sexy for yourself like it kind of goes into lingerie shopping it is you see what a guy would buy for a woman versus you see what a woman would buy for herself and like their definitions of sexy can be so different totally and i think a guy can like not really understand a body chain but he understands how his like lady feels when she's wearing one Mm -hmm. and that should be enough for him absolutely go out and buy her one definitely Uh, (laughs) and i usually sell them with lingerie at lingerie stores ah clever Mm -hmm. yeah that makes so much sense Um, of course um i will say i own one i bought one this summer and I wore it a couple times. First time I could not get it on for like, I would say like a half hour. It took me like, I was like, where does my arm go? What happens <laughs> now? Where does this like class? I feel like they definitely need like instruction manuals depending on how yeah. like many chains are happening. It's where. so true. <laughs> I know you I used to get, try it on in the store first is basically my You need point. lessons. I used to get really elaborate <laughs> with them and then people would just call me like in tears and I'm like, okay, I got to <laughs> chill out with the body chains. <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. How did Beyonce discover you? Um, okay. So I have a friend called Lisa Cooper and Lisa Cooper used to be like a, she was a huge stylist in New York city. She was like the woman and she moved to LA recently, but she was doing Beyonce and she just called me up one day and Saturday morning. And I hate working on Saturdays. And she was like, (laughs) bliss, bliss. I'm doing this shoot for Beyonce on Monday it's like like a video on the beach. Um, so I, I kind of want her to wear your body chains. And I was like, okay, I'll go to the studio. So I like went to the studio, handed her a bag. Tuesday, she handed it back to me. And was like, we totally wore it. And I was like, cool. And it was drunk in love. Oh my God. I had no idea. I was just like, sweet, good to see you. Let's get drinks. Like I didn't have any clue, but she, I mean, I think I cried the next time I saw her <laughs> because I was like, you changed my life. Because that did such amazing things for me as a as a company um as a designer Oprah's favorite things of body chains in terms of like a moment to have 
Totally. Wowza. That's awesome. And my only regret is um, completely not thinking about it when I got the body chains back and just like throwing it back into the bin with everything and not being like, this is the exact <laughs> piece that she wore. I kind of, I kind of wish I had that. by now. I know. I'll just oh. lie. Just make yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit this part out so you can like sell it on eBay. Totally. Uh, and before I let you go, I want to ask uh, the question that we ask all of our guests and that is, what was your first million bucks moment? I would say my most recent million bucks moment because I don't know if I remember the first one because I started my business when I was really young. But um, Beyonce's formation, I had no idea. My publicist doesn't Wait, tell me stuff. Too? Yeah, he doesn't Jeez. tell me stuff. And I just like suddenly had him texting me a video and I was like walking. I don't know where I was yeah, like, walking on the high line or like, something. Was and I like, just... was walking in the middle of nowhere, you know. And um, just started getting these texts from everybody that she would, had this new video and I was in it. It was amazing. It was like the best day. God. What was she wearing if you wasn't there? She had a piece I call the Visible Crescent where it's a ring. It's like a sort of like a cross with some diamonds on it. And um, she, you know, when she was sitting in that, I think that was that Gucci dress on top of the car like this. That was my ring on her hand. Which was wonderful. Very, yeah, that's that was the picture. Placement. Yeah, that was the picture. Um, yeah. And the Gone Girl movie too. That was a big one too, because she didn't wear any other ring other than her wedding ring and my ring. So. And what does that do for a, a business like yours? I mean, visibility, obviously. Do you get, I mean, trust. is your phone ringing off the, off the it's hook? All the it's all about trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. course your phone's ringing off the hook, but I think people trust you because Beyonce said it was good. If Beyonce says and everybody so. believes her. WWBD, what would Beyonce <laughs> do? She would wear Bliss Lau. I love it. We'll leave it there. Bliss, where can people find you online? Uh, BlissLau.com and my Instagram at BlissLau. And do you work with people outside of New York? If we have a Absolutely. somebody right now listening in Ohio being like, I know exactly what I want. He can call you up. You guys can figure it out. Skype is an amazing thing. Oh man, the world we live in, mm-hmm. technology. I love it. Bliss Lau, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. Guys, go buy your girl jewelry now. But if you're not proposing, make sure the box is bigger than a ring size box. Yes, very important. Yes. I don't know if like what sizes your boxes are, but like that is just like such a key. Like if you are giving your girl earrings, put them in a, like a blue apron box. Like just don't <laughs> let her think something is about to happen that's not about to happen because she will not give two shits about those earrings as soon as she opens it because all she'll know is it's not an engagement ring. All right, Blissa, thank you so much. If you guys are interested in checking out her designs, head to blisslau.com. That's B-L-I-S-S-L-A-U.com. And thanks again to Aptive for sponsoring this episode of Undressed. Remember, you can get a 30-day trial when you sign up for a monthly subscription at www.aaptiv.com. Just enter the promo code STYLEGIRLFRIEND at checkout and your first 30 days are on us. And of course, if you like this episode, please do go subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It helps other folks just like you find us and we really do appreciate it. Thanks guys. Till next time, I'm Megan Collins of Style Girlfriend and this is Undressed. Undressed.